0: my phone on do not disturb <laughs> <laughs> i never want to be disturbed wait then does that mean you have like a particular hour during the day you turn off or, or not, not turn off but you look through your messages your notifications
1: i pretty much just look like whenever i pick up my phone that's when i see them oh okay
0: so it's not like they interrupt what i'm doing oh okay so because i know about some people who might he put their phone on airplane mode Oh, yeah. And, and like, well, that way you can't even receive anything. Yeah. But then, like, at some point during the day, they carve out, like, an hour where they turn it off and then they respond to messages. Like, it's a structured time for them to respond to messages. That's definitely taking it to another level.
1: I wouldn't do that because, like, just in case anybody, like, needs me for anything important and I don't get the message. Like, I'll, I usually check my phone, like, at least once an hour or once every couple hours. So I'm not missing anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what exactly are you doing during the day that you don't want to be disturbed? Are you just because just like you don't want to you don't want to be the person who's like checking their phone in class. Uh,
1: It's like, well, I don't want my phone going off while I'm in class, first okay. of all. And it's like a distraction. Like if I'm like watching something or doing I'm in the middle of doing something, whatever it is, like even if it's just like the dishes or whatever, like I don't want to. Be distracted by like my phone going off, yeah, so of then course. I could just check it once I'm done.
0: Yeah, and um, and I have time. Even though I try not to, I do end up like checking my phone during a movie sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's when I, there are times when I do it too much, and I end up not enjoying the movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's why I usually try to not, unless it's like a, a movie that I'm not really paying a lot of attention to like just a movie that i put on for something in the background but like you're watching
0: tall girl <laughs> yeah i actually
1: i actually did watch that one that was an interesting movie i think what they really need now now they is, have tall girl they need short boy <laughs> and i'll be the star i i think i think i'm considered relatively short <laughs> And I, I think there should be a movie about contact
0: me. the producers of Tall Girl.
1: Yeah. Be <laughs> like, you you've heard of Tall Girl, but consider this. Short, short boy.
0: boy. All right. Starring yours truly. Look, guys, it's gonna be like Tall Girl, right? Yeah. But but wait. It's not tall, it's not a girl. Exactly. It's short boy. <laughs> Which
1: is much worse. <laughs> Trust me. You can be if you're a tall girl, you're a model. That's it. Like You gotta be, like, 5'10 to be a model as a woman. I think you have to be attractive to be a model. Well, that too. (laughs) But, even if you are attractive, you still have to be tall.
0: Okay. Or at least tall-ish.
1: Yeah. Because I I have a friend who's a girl, and she wanted to go into, like, modeling. She's she's pretty and everything. She could definitely be a model, but they didn't accept her because she's 5'9, not 5'10. And I'm like, I'm... (laughs) Five six, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, the struggle is much more real when you're short because people, people don't understand the struggles
0: of being okay? short,
1: especially a short guy. Like, being a short <laughs> girl can have its pros and cons, but being a short guy is often worse. Is is five ten the cutoff for be for a girl to be a model? Is that really? Uh, at least where she, I forget where
0: it is that she like. Interviewed because at least to me, I feel like five nine is close enough to say that girl's kind of tall. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like if if a guy is like five ten, he's kind. Of, you would say he's a little bit short because most like men yeah. are kind of like six foot and up, right? Yeah. And then five ten is it's guys short. It's short for guys, tall for women. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Now I'm. I think I think I'm five eight. I haven't checked in a while. <laughs> I, I think it's it's normally at five. Maybe with if my hair grows out, it's five eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The poofy hair gives you another inch yeah. or two. Yeah, or if I or if I actually correct my posture, maybe I'm I might be taller. If I yeah. had if I had perfect posture, I pro- I would probably be m- a bit taller.
1: Yeah, honestly, same. My posture isn't great, and plus, I mean, if I'm wearing like. Some boots or something. Maybe I'll I'll add another inch. And usually I'm wearing, well, not right now, but usually I'm wearing some kind of boots or something that have like a little bit of a, a heel lift. to them. The, the heel lift. Kind of, yeah. Like the like I have like some Tim's. Yeah, they give they give me another inch yeah. or so.
0: I've been trying to pay more attention to my posture lately, especially like um, yesterday when we were in the. Um, the uh making conscious media class.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I wanted to really as we were watching that the last long movie at the end, I wanted to really be conscious of my posture. Like I sat up straight the whole time Her like hell for yeah. the first like fifteen minutes. And I'm like, well yeah, that's how it works though. You have to train your body to um like whether you're exercising like mm-hmm. j- just exercising or like trying to fix your posture. There is some you have to you have to feel the burn a bit before it yeah. becomes before your body becomes accustomed to it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's like it's still technically like exercising your muscles. Yeah, like just because, in your back, yeah, pretty much.
0: Because my muscles are fucking lazy, same from slouching for x amount of years. Mm-hmm. And on some level, I'm trying to do it whenever I'm podcasting. Yeah, um, just so that I I'm I'm speaking. And projecting well, but that's like when I'm podcasting, but just not like every hour of the day. Yeah, you know, during when I'm like sitting in class or something. And so I'm trying. This is this is one okay late New Year's resolution starting on J- January twenty third yesterday, or twenty second yesterday. Is yeah, today's twenty third. Yeah. I'm gonna try to pay more attention to my posture mm-hmm. outside of podcasting. All right. Try to, so I can uh, be healthier and not hurt so much.
1: Yeah, and plus. I feel like just in general, like, people look better when they're not slouching. Yeah. Which, I still do it anyway. (laughs) Because, like, I mean, in those classes where, like, those long classes where they're showing a bunch of screenings, like, last night, I'm, like, sitting way back in my chair, (laughs) like, almost lying down practically.
0: (laughs) Actually, Actually, half the reason I started paying attention to my posture during that class was because I leaned a bit too far back in my chair, and one of the things was about to break. Yeah, I'm like okay, this can't happen. Then I can't, I can't slouch anymore. I just, now you have I, to. <laughs> now you have a motive,
1: like either I have up straight or break the chair. <laughs> and and you don't want to break the chair in front of everyone, especially.
0: No, no, no I yeah. did, I mean, I already did that once. Yeah, <laughs> oh, last yeah. year in the, of the film, I just I'm leaning leaning a bit too far back, and it just. Yeah, I I've done
1: that. I've done the thing where you like. I, uh, when I was a kid, I used to lean back in my chair, like on the back two legs of it pretty much trying to kill yourself. Yeah. And I'd fall numerous (laughs) times. Like it happened multiple times and I just never learned my (laughs) lesson. (laughs) At at least with these chairs, you can't really do that. Like the rolling chairs, which is, which they're in most classrooms now. So like, or the ones with the desk attached, you can't really lean back that much on them. So I guess that's for the best because
0: if there's a chair that can lean back, I will be leaning back
2: on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about the, um, the like swivel computer chairs that you lean back a bit. It has some, and it has some give, but then like every so often you'll like lean back just a bit too far and you get that split second of fear. Like I'm going to fall back and like crack my head open because yep, y- I'm dumb. <laughs>
1: the, your life flashes before your eyes. And then you just,
0: and then you, you actually, you
1: land forward. It's just, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, never again. Yeah. I, I and then usually, you start doing yeah. it immediately after. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I never learned the lesson. It's like, if I'm not dead yet, eh. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Speaking of which, I think
0: um, you almost died over to break, right?
1: Yeah. That's that's why I like didn't show up the last couple weeks of school pretty much because I like all of a sudden pretty much like my, my stomach started. I don't know how much detail you want here. Oh, enough to fill up um, this episode. Because I, <laughs> I can give detail, but it's not for the weak hearted. Okay. So basically, I was on like some medication for health reasons, and I guess the medication. Viagra?
0: Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> well, that Viagra and.
0: <laughs> and another blue pill. Yes, exactly. I get them confused. So <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same to me at this point. They, any medication I take, it's just going to give me a boner. Yep. <laughs> that that that's how i work now but anyway yeah so i
1: i guess the medication caused some for some reason my blood vessels in in like my abdomen started leaking yeah but i didn't really realize it like I, I was starting, I was feeling like bloated kind uh, of. Oh,
0: yeah, bleeding into your abdomen, that's yes. That's not good. Yes,
1: yeah, but I didn't realize, I, it, I just kind of felt bloated at first, and I was like, okay, I kind of feel like crap, but whatever. You just have
0: to take a dump, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, th- that's what I thought. I was like, uh, maybe I'm just not feeling well for some reason, I don't know. And then I like, but it escalated really quickly. Like, well, I woke yeah, if up, you're bleeding into your yeah. abdomen. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I woke up one morning Really early, and I was like, I gotta throw up. Like, and then I'm just <laughs> puking, and I'm like, I can't. I can barely walk. I'm like, I call my dad. I'm like, Dad, you need to bring me to the doctors or something because something's not right, and I can't even drive. So, like, my dad lives an hour away. He drove all the way to my apartment to bring me to the doctor, and I'm puking on the Wait, way to, to the, the doctor. doctor.
0: Not a hospital. Not a hospital. Just a just, doctor.
1: Just a doctor, because I okay. I, I was like, well. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay. I, I just thought, uh, well, I'm vomiting, and something obviously is wrong because Wait my stomach is there's, ballooned
0: up. There's, there's, I coughed into this tissue, and there's blood. Do I have <laughs> TB? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, let me say that while— Wait, were you coughing blood?
1: It, no, it wasn't okay. blood. So that's why—I mean, if it was blood, I think I'd be a little more concerned. Okay. Definitely. But, like, while—like, the past for the past week before that, my appetite was, like— nothing like I, I i felt like every time i ate something it felt like i was
0: already full so that, was, full that was weird <laughs> yeah because i was, was already was full of fluid your, There is blood in your abdomen is putting pressure on your stomach and it feels constricted and yes full. <laughs> exactly so that's why i didn't have
1: any appetite so i'm barely eating and so i i basically like had Nothing to throw up. it was just like you're just dry heaving all, yeah, time. pretty much, and so I'm like in the car my I have like a grocery bag that I'm heaving into while my dad's <laughs> driving to the um the doctor, and I get there, and they like you know do some tests, whatever, like your basic blood pressure or whatever, that kind of stuff, and they're like, yeah, we think you need to be admitted to the hospital. <laughs> I was like wait a minute so they like right then and there they just stick me with an iv and i'm like well hold on guys like hospital because the ambulance ride sounds a little expensive and they're like you don't really have a choice so i was like <laughs> can, okay. can my can my father drive me to the hospital he could have that's the thing like the ambulance ride it, it's always so expensive that we literally it was like maybe a mile or two away the hospital yeah and it, and i had to get into the ambulance for it really yeah that at least that's that's what they made it seem
0: if it, if anything it'd be faster for you to just drive from the doctor's office to the hospital because yeah. the ambulance has to make a round trip go mm-hmm. from the hospital to the, the doctor's office pick you up and then bring you back to the hospital
1: yep so that that was inconvenient but i will say it was the first time that i've ever been in a an ambulance for that reason i mean i I've been in an ambulance before, but like kind of just looking around, like I've never been in the stretcher and everything, you know? So I was like, they carried me off. They they gave me this medication for nausea that's like a miracle
0: worker. Like it, it was it's crazy. Bancroft. Huh? <laughs> Wait, what did you <laughs> and Bancroft was in that film, The Miracle Worker? Oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's just <laughs> Wait, a, was it pumped into while. you via IV? Yeah. So it was a the little baggie had a photo of Ed Baycroft. Yes, exactly. It, and, from the miracle worker. Yep. It's like, and this shit's going to work. You're a miracle. The
1: nausea right away. But like <laughs> I was, I've never had nausea go away like that so fast. So I was like, thank God. But then, I mean, I'm getting to the hospital. I'm thinking it's just going to be like, you know, they check me out a little bit, do something, give me some medicine. Then I'm out the next day. I was there for four days. (laughs) Four fucking days. Yeah, like draining your damn abdomen. Yes, literally. Like, they took me into this room, and they're like, yeah, okay, so we're going to drain the fluid that's, you know, piling up in your abdomen right now. Because they told me, like, what was going on pretty much. And I was like, okay, like, do I have to be awake for this? They were like, yeah. (laughs) So I was like, uh... And they, he he pulls out this huge needle, a huge fucking needle. And I'm like, are you sure I have to be awake for this? And he's like, this is like the anesthetic. Like, yeah, it's just going to numb the area. So that was unpleasant. And then they stick this straw in my side. Yeah. They drained out like three liters of fluid. Oh. <laughs> it was horrible. And it w- was it only blood? Was there anything else in it? It was just, yeah, it was pretty much just blood, like, I mean, it was like a blood-like fluid because it wasn't just blood. It was like, you know, other stuff too, but it, it looked, you know, like how cranberry juice looks? Okay. That's what it looked it, like. <laughs> thanks. Like Except my dad was, made that comparison <laughs> while it was happening. I was like, thanks, dad. A slightly thicker version of cranberry juice? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there for like 20 minutes getting, getting drained. Dra- having a catheter inside your abdomen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was great. And then, like, you know, I, I I was just chilling in the hospital for, like, four days. It was the most boring four days of my life because there was just the news on and that's it. Yeah. Or, or like, the food channel. And and, you, and instead, you watched the Food Network. I did. <laughs> You're right. I did. And, and, like... <laughs> It was just uncomfortable. They had to wake me up every two hours to like do the tests and whatever. And, of course, this is happening like right during finals
0: week, too. Yeah. So that was great. You were like, <laughs> I'd rather watch someone cut into an orange than watch an orange talk. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and, like,
1: even when I left the hospital, I was still, like super bloated, like my stomach was like distended. Yeah. I looked like I was nine months pregnant. <laughs> it was it was horrifying. <clears throat> and like, they told me that I, basically it's something that kind of just goes away on its own. Yeah. After like, they gave me some medication and stuff, but then like, there was after that, there was nothing they could do. Then just let it ride out pretty much. Yeah. And the best way to do that while I was at home was to not drink water drink 2 liters of Gatorade a day and eat salty foods because okay. that that would like yeah. s- soak up the fluid i guess kind of is yeah. is what they or they said it would help it pass through better <laughs> i'm prescribing
0: <laughs> electrolytes
1: exactly <laughs> Le- like i i don't think i can ever drink gatorade again like i've had so much gatorade <laughs> like and i used to really like gatorade but like there was a there was a point where they want, They like wanted to do some tests on me, so yeah. they made me drink as much Gatorade as I physically could without oh, like God. feeling. and like they told me that I couldn't go to the bathroom, I couldn't like I had to like just keep on drinking without going to the chug, bathroom. Chug, chug, so chug.
0: like that just even thinking about Gatorade now like, <laughs> I have like I, PTSD. <laughs> I, I'm, one of, I'm picturing like the doc, the doctors and nurses. It's a scene from the Water Boy. And they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 they're the Henry Winkler going, Gatorade. Yep. That, that's pretty much what happened. So now I'm
1: traumatized about Gatorade. Like, you've already
0: drank, drank a lot of Gatorade. And then you're like, I don't no more. And then they're, they're in front of you going, Gatorade. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's literally how, how it went Then They're like, come on, just drink a little bit more, a little bit more. And they're like, I want you to drink to, to this line on the Gatorade bottle. And I'm like, I just, I physically cannot.
0: But like... <laughs> Does that mean they supplied the Gatorade for you, or did you have to buy your your like your father buy it? Then? My dad got the Gatorade. Okay. <laughs> but I mean they did have
1: like, you know, I guess room service pretty much for food. Yeah. So I would just like call and and they would I'd, I'd like order from a menu. But like the thing is, that entire time I had no appetite, so I couldn't even take advantage of that. I like <laughs> I I got like a thing of mac and cheese. I ate like a couple pieces of pasta and i was like yeah this this really ain't it chief it's not (laughs) happening (laughs) so i lost like 30 pounds (laughs) i've put some of it back on but we're still we're getting there
0: how much of that weight was was blood (laughs) i uh, well it it was okay so like if it's three liters of fluid from your abdomen how how would that translate into pound i I remember i did kind of i like looked up how much like one
1: fluid liter weighed in pounds. I believe it was like, uh, I don't remember, like two, between two and four, something okay. like that. But like before this all happened, I was like 145. And then I went up to like 155 after like all the fluid retention in my body, like the water weight. Yeah. And then after that whole thing, I went down to 125. So I was like, this is, I haven't weighed this little, this little since like, Freshman year of
0: high school, so I'm like, uh, this is concerning, but whatever. For anyone who wants to lose weight very quickly, <laughs> yeah, just bleed into your abdomen, yeah, and easy, and, and so and have no appetite for a couple of weeks, exactly.
1: <laughs> While you have no appetite, if if you're not eating that much for a couple of weeks, like your stomach will literally shrink, so that afterwards, even when you regain your appetite. You still won't be able to eat as much like you'll get full faster. So yeah. it's like, in a way, kind of like a weight loss program, but just <laughs> unintentional.
0: <Yeah. laughs> Someone needs to patent this.
1: Seriously.
0: And, and uh, play infomercials at 3 a.m. on uh, mm-hmm. on like NBC or something.
1: Yeah. All, all or, you got to deal with is, you know, abdominal pain, vomiting, you know, draining fluids. But it's all worth it for, <laughs> for, for that dream body.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for that first, for that high, freshman year of high school body that you loved so much. Yeah, that that scrawny twig looking.
1: <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure I lost like half the muscle in my body too, yeah. like
0: you're just ly- you're just lying in a hospital bed and you're just you're not moving.
1: Yeah, I like I, I I took like a lap around like the the floor because I was on like the oncology floor for some reason. Everyone well, else well. was like 95 and. Die. And then there was no just cancer. me. Yes, and then there was just me, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> there was a nice, there was a nice view out the window because it was like the sixth floor. So I took like I would take like a lap around the the floor, pretty much, just to, so I wouldn't be like getting blood clots in yeah. my legs. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was my only form of exercise for that that time. And then after that, I was just kind of chilling. You're walking by this huge open window,
0: look overlooking mm-hmm. the city of Hartford.
1: Yep. Well, um, yeah, actually this, it was I was at the one in Farmington, the oh, Yukon okay, yeah.
0: help. Uh, oh, overlooking Farmington. Like, yes. and this is nice. And then you walk by a room of a cancer patient who's just like, mm-hmm. dying. You're like, oh god.
1: Yeah, and they were all hella old. Like, like there there's like screens where it lists like the patients on the, in the rooms. Yeah. Literally it was me, age and it says the age, twenty one. And then like the the next youngest person. Was like 87. No. I'm not even kidding. I was like, what the hell? But so, yeah, I'd be walking by the rooms other... like, you still alive in there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then all those other patients walk out like, oh man, he's 21.
1: Yeah. They probably thought that I had cancer. I don't I didn't know but why I was man, on that floor.
0: I didn't even get cancer till I was like 40.
1: Yeah. Let's, well,
0: let's send our thoughts and prayers to this kid.
1: <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It, it was a trial, but I'm hey, okay now. You're you're doing okay. Yes, thankfully. Like, how long was this? Like, it started like around the beginning of December. Okay, and then like, when would when
0: did you check out of the hospital?
1: Probably like, maybe like around the fifteenth of December or something. Oh, okay. and then I was like still recovering for like two weeks after that, kind yeah. of. So. Come, like, around when New Year's was happening was when I was, like, doing better. Like Okay. I could, like... I was cleared to, like, exercise and whatever, like, act normally. So, since then, I've been pretty okay. Like, even before then, I was feeling better. But, like, they told me to take it easy for a couple weeks. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. And so, I did have to get extensions on all of my finals. <laughs> except for one that I had with Lang. Because... He just sent me the like. He sent me an email of what the final was. Yeah, and I just typed it up and sent it to him. Yeah, like easy peasy. I don't even know what I got on it. I never checked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the second day of the spring semester, Shane. I think you should have at least checked. You're right. Like
1: I'm literally just realizing now that I never checked. To make sure, like you pass
0: the classes, you don't
1: have to retake them. The thing is, like I always like I've cracked Lang's code. He's like easy mode to me now. Like, I mean, I don't have him this semester, yeah. but I've had him like four times in the past. Yeah. So at first I was kind of like, you know, I was getting like eighties on the tests, but mm-hmm. then I realized all you have to do for him is just literally write down verbatim what he's saying yeah. during class and then just regurgitate it on the test. Cause he lets you have your notes out. Yeah. So literally I just, I just copy down what he says and then write it on the test
0: and he gives you like 100 every time. So that's what I've been doing. I'm about to have, on Monday, I'll have my first class of the semester of the third course I've taken with Lang. Yep. And last year in the intro, when I first met him, I, I could tell that if you make a good impression on him, he's going he's gonna to be more lenient toward you. you know? Yeah, for but, sure. And then, I don't think you were in my intro class. No. And there was just one kid who sat in front of me I'm not sure what he was majoring in, Mm -hmm. but I could tell he was a dumbass. Yeah. He's just, you could tell he's just like a a meathead jock kind of guy. Yeah. And half the time he would just be on his computer like checking stocks.
1: (laughs) Unexpected, but okay. Which
0: made me think like, what, he's in uh, Barney School of Business? Maybe. Or something like that. But then, like, sometimes I see him walking through this building. I'm like, does that mean he's, like, I know definitely he's not a cinema major. I would have seen him a, yeah. lot, a lot more than that. Like, is he a communications major or something like that? The world will never know. And and he, um like, he would, for one, he's just real dumb. He just can't even pick up the basic things he's explaining in class. He, mm-hmm. he would confuse formalism with realism. Yeah. Like, he would just think realism just means, oh, that's, like, as in, like, that seems realistic. But we're, we're not talking about content. We're talking about form, the film form. Right? Yeah. And I remember on the last day of that class, we had to, one, turn in papers. Actually, we were supposed to turn in papers the week before. I did. But, like, he just let it go. Like, you can turn your, your papers in on the last day when we take our test or something like that. That guy, he, like, he showed up an hour late. <laughs> Which I could tell is because he was finishing his paper. Probably. And then he's like handing in the paper and stuff. He, actually, it might only have been an hour of time he gave us. Because, I mean, the tests aren't that long. Yeah. So he might have showed up like half an hour, maybe 45 minutes late. Mm-hmm. And so he he's like, can I do it? Lang said, you have uh, such and such time left to do this. He's like, but I can I... Because I came in late. He's like, no, you, well, you came, you, you know when the class starts. You know, you've been, you know, yeah. you're supposed to take a test. Yep. It. It's not my fault that you showed up late.
1: Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I'm kind of on Lang's side on that one. Like, I, if I was a teacher and somebody showed up late and I had 15 minutes left on the test, I'd be like, good luck. Like, you showed up late. You did this to yourself. <laughs> 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 yeah. Good old Lang. I, I, I think he, like, I mean, I didn't participate that much, so I don't know if I was like really on his good side, but I think I was a slightly above average on his good side. Yeah, sure.
0: I mean, you weren't like just a dumbass,
1: right? Yeah, again, because I remember last semester there was this kid in, in one of my classes with him and he would like just have his phone out. He would sit in the front while Lang was lecturing, have his phone out, be like scrolling on Reddit or something. Yeah. And Lang would literally be like, put your phone away right now. Like I was not that bad as that, as that kid. Like I'm, yeah, I'd go on my phone while like the movie was playing. Yeah. But it's not like he could see cause he would be like, I'd be in the back, he'd be off the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I didn't say much during class, but I, I was taking notes cause I was literally just trying to like transcribe what he was saying. So I could use it on the test. Yeah. And I think, I think he obviously, like, I think he knew that I, that I kind of, like, knew that's what he was looking for, but, like, I mean, he gave me good grades for it, yeah. so, like, of course I was going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: When I first met Lang, I don't want to say, like, I was kissing his ass or something, but, yeah. like, I'm just, my demeanor was just like, hey, I know a lot about film, you're teaching film, we're going to have a dialogue about this, <laughs> and we're just going to geek out on film, right? And mm-hmm. that's, you know, and that's what we did. And I think we met a couple of times in passing, just like something. Hey, you're a cinema major, right? Blah, 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 in mm-hmm. the hallway or something like that. And, you know, he could just tell, I, he could tell like, oh, that's a, he, he's 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 fine. He, he won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not only that, but I would, of course, participate right. often. And he, I met, like, I remember I had a conversation about him, like about, oh, I want to write my final paper on Citizen Kane. He's like, oh, yeah. To, to, and we're geeking out on whatever and you know he and he likes my writing. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where even though it was supposed to be seven to ten pages, I wrote like five and change, and he was, I still got an A in class. Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> See that—that's why it's good to get on a teacher's good side and not be a complete knob. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, it's—I feel like most of those people who are like that are probably not interested in actually like if, if it was an intro class, he's probably just taking it for like a. What, f- like an elective credit or something? Or like to fill out the some gen ed field, yeah. you know? something like that. Because, I mean, I know like I had to take a couple labs. Like last semester I had to take a bio lab. Yeah. Which I, I had to come in over winter break to take the test, the final <laughs> test, alone <laughs> with my professor in the same room. And he had a cold. <laughs> so, and like I, I'm like really... I hate being around people when they're sick. I feel like I can't breathe. Like I yeah. feel like I'm. I feel like I can see the germs like going <laughs> inside me. Like <laughs> he
0: sneezes in front of you, you see it turning to Osmosis Jones coming at
1: you. Yeah, literally. That that's like how I feel. So like you know, I show up and he's like you know, sniffling. His nose is red. He's got tissues, and I'm like, I'm like trying to I'm trying not to have, like hyperventilate. Yeah. Did he get you sick? No, he didn't. Thank God. I'm just really paranoid about it because I I just like. I hate you know I, I hate being sick as much as the next so it was person. someone
0: else who got you sick so you couldn't be on my podcast the first that defer the, the, uh, the first it time actually of the year was it was I um, you.
1: yeah, it was someone who I used to work with uh back at wings over i don't work there anymore. I finally quit, but he was sick and i didn't realize it because he was like you know standing around me he's kind of like he's kind of like a weird dude he would hover around people and like you know always strike up conversation which like i would kind of like humor him at times but like halfway through the day after him doing that he's like oh yeah by the way i'm sick (laughs) and i'm like i have been very close to you all day (laughs) and you're telling me this now and then of course that that's what got me sick so
0: that was great but it's over now all right (laughs) yeah were you so sick you forgot to (laughs) tell You, yeah, you forgot. I uh, I talk. I tried to talk you. You're like, you want to be on a podcast again? And then yeah, he's yeah. Just like, Yeah, totally. Bob. I'm sick right now. Yeah, <laughs> and he just forgets. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I, I got Scott. I I got wrapped up because I
1: like started. I kind of like started a new job. Okay, at the convention center. I think I guess it's like technically in our field, even though it's not exactly what I'm like trying to do permanently. It's just. It's like, what's the gig? It's uh, AV calls at the convention center. Okay. So I'm like, you know, just setting up for live events and shows or whatever that they have going on there. So I'm like working with equipment. Yeah. that's It's like, like, you know, lights, cameras, mics, whatever. But it's also like, it's not just that. It's also like, you know, putting up like the curtains and the, or the yeah. drapes and like. This is it the Excel center? No, or? it's the convention center. The one on uh, Columbus Boulevard. Oh, Okay. It's really it's it's like a fifteen minute walk from my house or my apartment so it's like it's convenient in that it's close by, so that's good and then it's also it pays more than my last job it pays eighteen an hour so I'm like nice well yeah and also it's uh it's I wanted something that wasn't because last semester I was working like thirty five hours a week at Wings, and I was doing school full-time, so I'm like, I was barely hanging on there. Yeah. So I wanted something less strenuous for this semester, but, like, something that I could also have a little bit of money at times. So yeah, like, and this
0: sounds like the kind of job that you're setting up for events as they happen. You're not, like, yeah, working a lot, like, in exactly, a restaurant. Exactly, pretty much. Like
1: and, and, like, during this time of year, the events aren't as... Uh, frequent like yeah. they i think they said that it picks up like you know march into summer yeah obviously but then pretty much what they do is when there is work they'll like send a list of dates and times of like you know when like if it's like a load-in we're setting up everything they'll send like say 7 a.m to like three 30. they'll just send like a list and you can respond to which ones you want to want to do so like it's not like they put you on a schedule they send it out to you and okay. you can pick which one you want to do so it's like on call kind of
0: or in the end you are i mean on call means like whenever they need you they call yeah, you in. yeah but this is like you get to choose when 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 you want to work yeah pretty much or, wait what's going to happen if you don't want to work any of these dates
1: they <laughs> then i don't work any of them and they'll find somebody else because that, that that's what I like about it because like if say I'm like really swamped with like schoolwork and stuff one weekend and they have like you know they have like some times that I could go in for work then I I don't have to go in if I think that I need time to myself you know yeah so it's it's more convenient that way and that it's like and at least I won't be doing like three twelve hour days in a row like oh. I did last semester yeah. that was horrible. <laughs> I'll I'll take having a little less money in my pocket, yeah. I think. Sounds like a sweet
0: gig. And yeah, you are um, so you you are regularly coordinating like lights, uh cameras, setting up st- stuff like that. Yeah. Right? I
1: mean I'm definitely learning like a lot about the equipment and stuff cuz like I be- I pretty much went in like barely knowing anything. Yeah. Like I mean sometimes they'll have you like sometimes they'll have you load in, which is like, you know, just setting up everything. Sometimes they'll have you there during the actual event, like, on a camera filming. Okay. Or sometimes they'll have you load out, which usually takes about half the time that it would take to load in. Because you don't have to make everything look pretty and everything. And so there's, like, you set up, like, the stage, projectors, projector screens, pipes and drapes, lights. There's a lot of cables So it's like it's kind of hard work, like it's physical work, but it's. I mean, I feel like I'm also learning a lot too. So,
0: like, what's the what? What do would you say are like the big things that are sticking with you that you've learned?
1: Well, a lot of it is like just learning how things work with that kind of thing, like how everything is kind of cohesive, and like I'm learning how to. It's like I'm learning hands-on things, like how to like work with some tools and whatnot and pretty much like cable management stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Like how to put together something. Like I the first time that I had to put together, there was like these two um TV screens that we had to set up like on stands and stuff. Yeah. The first time I did it, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm. But like, you know, after being taught how to do it, now I I feel like I just to, like, have more knowledge, like, about how things... Like, I mean, if you know something about one thing, it can often apply to something else. Yeah. Because, like, like, a lot of them use, like, similar... They're they're similar in the way that they, like, are put together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, I'd say. Right. What exactly are you learning about, like, sound? Doing sound? Sound? I, I haven't done that much with sound okay. yet. There is stuff that they do with sound, but I just haven't really, like, been assigned to it yet, I guess. Yeah, like, I can't really think of... Because I remember last time I did a load-in, they split us up into groups, kind of. Yeah. There was, like, lighting, then audio, and then visual, and I was on the visual, so I Mm -hmm. put together the... The screens, like, these huge projector screens. One actually fell on me. (laughs) But, like, because we were, like, actually, that happened when we were taking it down. Like, we had to, like, they're on these huge stands, like, probably, like, 15 feet up. Mm -hmm. And we had to, like, walk it down, kind of. But the other guy who was doing it on the other side, like, he kind of lost his grip. Mm -hmm. And... It came like it came down, yeah. and I was underneath it, so <laughs> I I kind I had to move so that I was underneath it because otherwise I'd get hit in the head with the frame. Yeah, so I kind of just crouched down into a little ball so that I wouldn't tear the screen open. <laughs> which, um, I mean the screen was fine, I was fine, but it was or a you, little. You st-
0: or you stand straight up and you just tear through it like a Buster Keaton, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: like I I just crumpled underneath it pretty much because like I mean I know they have insurance for all their shit, but like. I didn't yeah. want to be that guy,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, fucking new guy, tortoise screen. That's cool because um the, you know, if you want to if you want to be a filmmaker, um, the, one of the things that I find, I see a lot of people, including myself, the, like the gap in knowledge they might have because like oh they they want to make films they love films so much so like they work they know how to work this camera they're like oh I know how to do this but one of the things people overlook or don't really explore all that much is like. Audio production. Yeah. You know, there are people who don't even know, like, that there are different kinds of microphones. I know I know, mm-hmm. I didn't at one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I probably didn't either at one point. Like, do you remember any... I think we we briefly went over, like, audio things in our Intro to Filmmaking course. Yeah. And do you, like, do you remember any of it?
1: Yeah, but, like, the, like you mean the cardioid type of mics? Or, like, the lavalier shotgun? Is
0: that uh, what you're talking about? Yeah, sure. But, like, at least the way I think about it, Right now is kind of like in terms of music. Uh-huh. I think of like the microphones we're talking into right now are dynamic microphones. Oh right, yeah. Which means they're they're meant for like these. These are sure SM fifty eights. They're kind of the industry industry standard for like just live vocal performance. So yeah. they're you have to get up pretty close to it, and these are meant to be like you can thrash them around a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there's like condenser microphones, which are the, you could say, the closest thing to the human ear, what it hears. Yeah. So like if you set up a condenser microphone in this corner over here and then you went all the way to the other corner and you tapped on the wall, as a human with ears, you could hear that from across the room. Mm-hmm. And a condenser mic will definitely pick that up because they're very sensitive like that. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I still have like, I'm not super knowledgeable on like audio and stuff but i think i've been through enough intro classes where i know like the basics yeah because like i've had to take like three of them i mean i took one in high school kind of went over that Mm -hmm. took one at when i went to middlesex we went over that then i had to take one here (laughs) we went over that so
0: you know like but there's also introductory filmmaking courses even if they do have a section where you go over audio they're not going to they're not going to um teach you about mixing because that's more of a music production audio engineering kind of thing to learn about. Yeah. And I bet no one in our class knew what EQ was or what com- what a compressor is, mm-hmm. you know? And but those are like kind of the more basic, most useful things to learn about when you're uh, when you're working with sound, when you're yeah. when you're like mixing audio, you know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah, like with mixing and stuff I'm not super familiar. Like I, I mean I did take I did take a like an audio production class once, but it it didn't go into varied, like specific things. Like we we really only did like kinda like podcast type things mm-hmm. and like we we played around with like a MIDI keyboard yeah. like once or twice. But I, I'll be honest, I, I, like, wasn't paying attention that entire <laughs> class <laughs> because, like, the teacher, it was, like, a three-hour class and the teacher was just so boring and I had a computer right in front of me so I was just, like, fucking around on the computer yeah. all was the time. Was this at Middlesex? Yeah.
0: I'll tell you this, the, you would think, like, for podcasting things, there's, like, oh, you don't you don't have to do much to it, right? Because it's just people talking. Yeah. But, like, after starting this, starting starting to do this, you know i i think i know i i've learned enough to like i can produce my show and have it sound okay yeah right? I, I think i know enough now because enough about mixing like um one of the first things you for anyone listening out there and, you, and for you Shane the one of the first things you should do is like high pass the the uh the frequencies if you if you know what that means nope so the way it works is Whatever microphone you're using is going to pick up a range of frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. But there are some you don't want, depending on what you're recording. Yeah, And for the most part, human ears can't pick up anything below like 100 hertz. Mm -hmm. And what a high-pass filter on an uh, equalizer does is it cuts out all the frequencies below a a particular frequency. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, like, whenever I'm, say, mixing an audio file, I try to, I tend to put the high pass filter on at like maybe 90 hertz or something like that. And so that it slopes off and it kills off all those frequencies below that. And they're not there. Not only that, but the, even if you don't hear it, the frequencies are still there and that can interfere with other things you're doing with, with your recording, Mm
1: -hmm. you know? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's just a lot to learn
0: yeah it is like it took me i would say it took me a few months into my podcast already being up like i was publishing i had maybe i had probably like a dozen maybe 15 episodes that were out released or something until i actually learned i found like the workflow that makes sense and then like it makes it sound okay i'm like I finally found it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to go and like remix all my the episodes that are put out and republish them, y- or not, oh, yeah. not republish them, but replace the files that were published.
1: Oh, you can do that. Well, well I, with my particular service, that I use. Yeah. Okay, that's actually that's pretty convenient because like otherwise it, you'd have to like if you wanted the newer versions up, you'd have to like actually republish them, which would be that would probably be annoying. But if you yeah, can just would replace be. the file like that, yeah. that'd be better. Yeah. Sure. So,
0: and because of how um, podcasts are published into like different services like Apple, Google Play, Spotify, whatever, mm-hmm. via RSS feeds, and the way they work is if you replace the file, it immediately takes effect, so that anyone afterward who downloads or plays plays like a podcast episode, they they will hear the new version. Mm-hmm. The only caveat is anyone who downloaded the previous file they will have the the previous version of the file because you know they downloaded it yeah. you can't force a redownload like that
1: yeah so. okay yeah that makes sense
0: so how have you been doing a lot more um episodes uh I'm trying to, but sometimes i like in in December, I couldn't really mm-hmm. because like all the finals week. Everything's gearing up. everyone yeah. everyone's busy. I'm busy. Yeah, you know, I would love to. We just none of us have the time, and I, I don't have the none of us have the time or brain power to dedicate just to talking to someone for an hour. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I didn't really do many under the, 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 like the last three ish weeks of the semester because you know we're just all busy. And then I really wanted to pick it up right after, like immediately after Christmas, just start. Start recording, mm-hmm. but like a lot of people are like they they went like out of state or they went somewhere whatever to, for for the holidays, and sometimes they just um they postponed because like they ended up like having to stay an extra day here and whatever, and so even though we were we had scheduled beforehand like oh we're gonna meet this day yeah and I, I felt a little I don't want to say disappointed mm-hmm. in the. They're out of the kindness of their hearts, they're agreeing to be on my podcast, yeah I just it felt like everything hits at once, yeah, like, "Hey, I have to postpone." other person says, had have, have to postpone." yeah like, another person would say no," or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And like I didn't start recording until the new year,-huh and I'm like, uh, I like f- because and then I felt like I'm like weeks behind where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know, and so I mean, I was able to get like five-ish episodes before the semester started. But it still felt like I'm, I still, still felt like I was behind. And yeah. so like, I'm just like sending emails, calling people, like even people who it's like me trying to get outside of my comfort zone to like maybe someone I normally would not want on the podcast or like, right. or people I haven't act, I've literally never met before. Mm-hmm. Or like, at least I know them through other people. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So I could have more people on and have content to release because. I mean, based on the format of this podcast, if I don't have guests on, there's no show. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: How how many like inter? How many people have you interviewed? Do you think so far, like separate people?
0: Uh, so I think you're the second repeat guest. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I have it'll be twenty six people. Not bad, or something like that. Are they like all? From like UHart?: No, uh, I have a few people like from my community college who are like just friends of mine, because I spent a lot of time here. It is going to be a lot of like students from UHart, professors from UHart. Yeah, but also like professors from my community college that I've had on. Um, the first podcast I recorded in 2020 was with someone I literally never met before. Really. Episode four is with a woman named Carol Kaplan, mm-hmm. who's the executive director of the Farmington Valley Arts Center in Navon, Connecticut. And at some point, I just thought, her husband was, is probably interesting. He'd probably be fun to talk to. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Carol, can you put me in touch with your husband? I want to have him on the podcast. Like, I didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. I never heard his voice because we were emailing. We didn't talk to each other on the phone to set it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this will be a new thing to do. You know, I mean, even though I, I vaguely know about him through his wife. Right, so so and, did that go well? Yeah, it went well. Yeah, it was. He's a lawyer person, mm-hmm. and then he uh, makes furniture, and oh, he's also cool. a writer. Wow, he, um, <laughs> he does a lot. Yeah, and uh, he even like one of the big things we talked about that I learned about through his wife when she was on early on was um he he met this woman who had cerebral palsy. She was nonverbal. So she can't, she literally can't vocalize to talk. Yeah. But he found a way to use like word boards Mm -hmm. and have her express thoughts, sentences. Yeah. he ended up with her writing her memoir. Oh, wow. Without her speaking to him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like a, have you ever seen that movie My Left Foot? No. From 89 with Daniel Day-Lewis. He plays this Irish guy named Christy who I'm pretty sure he had cerebral palsy. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, he, you know, just wheelchair-bound. He could speak a little bit, but, like, he just, like, his lip droops down here, and he can only can't say that too many things all at once. He -hmm. can still form sentences. But, and, like, the only other thing that can really move is his left foot, Mm -hmm. you know? And he ended up writing a memoir or poetry and stuff. I
1: always think it's cool when, like, People who have limitations like that end up like finding ways to write about their experiences. Like I, I yeah, like Helen Keller. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say because I read Helen Keller, The Miracle Worker. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I saw The Miracle Worker, read her um, autobiography back when I don't. I think I wasn't even in high school yet. I don't even know. But like, it's so crazy that she like was locked up in her own body for so long and yeah. then made that breakthrough. And then eventually was able to actually, like, write about her experiences. And she ended up, like, she turned out to be, like, a very articulate person. Yeah. Just, you know, with these physical limitations.
0: Yeah. The assumption people have, like, oh, they can't speak, they must be real dumb. Yeah. But sometimes it's just, like, due to another reason, a condition, they cannot speak. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they don't have thoughts to express. Yeah, And sometimes they're really interesting.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially since, like, they probably just since they can't outwardly like speak they probably just spend a lot of time you know in their head in their head like <laughs> thinking so it's it's a lot of time that they use to I guess mull over things yeah
0: by the way I haven't seen a miracle worker
1: you haven't? no wow I think it's the first time I saw I saw something and you haven't <laughs> <laughs> good movie yeah, haven't seen it in a long time pretty sure i watched it on in like increments on youtube <laughs> wait
0: like like you were you're were looking for the movie but you didn't want to pay for it so you just saw someone upload yeah well, like part one of 15 yeah. or something like that yeah and that, was, wait, how that was the movie it. you wanted to watch the miracle worker yeah because, you know, I, that was the one you were looking for
1: i when i was like younger you know like middle school and high school i would go through these like phases of interest where like, you know, for a couple years I was like really hyper focused on like World War II and Holocaust literature and media pretty much whatever. So I like read a lot and watched a lot of movies about that. And then I, there was like a, I was interested in Helen Keller for a while, you know? Um, so I, I like just like, it was just a very like specific interest that I had for a little while until, you know, I found out all there was to be found out about it and then yeah. just moved on, pretty much. So, and would you say you still have that now? I don't think so, really. At least, I mean, I, I, feel, like, I feel like I was just so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed back when I was, <laughs> you know, in high school or even before, like, middle school, whatever. And I had, like, all this free time and I just had all this, like, okay. curiosity. Yeah. And now
0: I'm, like... Jaded. Jaded and... <laughs> And an adult. Well, which is, <laughs> is there at least like a thing that's like you keep thinking about because it like it peaks your interest that you want to learn more about right now? There probably
1: is. I don't. I just can't really like think of anything right now. I mean, I'm. I've be. I've definitely like the past couple years taken a lot of interest in like technology and yeah. computers. And um, I kind of like want to learn more about programming and coding but it's like it's not something that I need for my major yeah. so it's like it would be something that I would have to just do off to the side Yeah. so it's like I would just need to be able to find time to yeah. do that on
0: some level I have the same thing I feel like for someone who uses computers so much and experienced enough that I know more than the average person mm-hmm. like programming and coding stuff that's like the one gap in knowledge that you think I'd have you know what I mean? Yeah and i even took like a web design class at my community college where we did look at code a lot yeah but i i would say i i don't know what i'm doing like i it didn't i did not retain it because i'm it's just it's not it's just something i it's just the one of the few things like i just do not understand yeah it and, definitely is a lot but on the side um i learned a bit about like how to build a computer
1: that's something i also like want to learn more about because like I mean I I got my computer like my PC already made I just picked the parts and then it was shipped to me already made so like I know more about the parts but I don't know how like to actually physically put it together yeah I have a lot of friends who do though like they know way more about computers and stuff than I do and so like they kind of teach me but I still Mm. feel like I'm kind of in the dark with that
0: yeah I vaguely knew what, like, the parts did, how mm-hmm. they functioned within the computer. But then I, like, just looked at a video of, like, how to build a computer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, like, you know, learning about, well, they go in this way. This has to connect to this thing because this reason. And, like, that learning about, like, why they have to, why things are the way they are, why they have mm-hmm. to connect this way. This has to um, connect to that. The You need all these parts because they're all necessary because they all do these X, Y, and Z you
1: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like, kind of like Legos, I guess. <laughs> that's that's how a lot of my friends yes. describe it. So, and I'm pretty sure, like, they're like, oh, it's like pretty simple once you understand how like all the parts go together. And I'm like, I think I would like to be able to like build a computer. There's actually even like a game on Steam called pc building simulator <laughs> so and like I gotta it, get this game it kind of like actually teaches you like how to build a computer pretty much but i haven't ever played it i just know about it okay so i gotta look this up and see if it's free <laughs> honestly if i don't i don't know if it is but if it if it is free i think i'd download yeah. it but if it's like if i have to pay then i don't know I don't know about that one. <laughs>
0: you could just look up a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, And there's um I think there's there's people who they they confuse like the terms memory and storage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mhm. Um for people who don't know the difference. Storage is what you store files on, like a hard drive. Mhm. You know, but memory is your RAM, the amount of memory you can put into a system. That can, that can help it like, run smoothly yeah. to um, be able to multitask, run more processes simultaneously yeah, like, and faster.
1: More, the more RAM you have, the better your computer is at handling multiple things at once yeah. pretty much, which is why I have, I think I have 32 gigs of RAM. Oh, I think you have 16. In my, in my laptop, I have 16. Oh, okay. oh you mean your, your desktop? My desktop, I have 32. Oh, okay, cool. It may be a little overkill, but I'd rather have more than I need than less than what I need.
0: Yeah, I would say that's that's complete. That's perfectly fine. Thirty-two gigs.
1: Yeah, especially if it's some if it's like a machine that I'm using for like editing you, and yeah, game editing. You need
0: you need like all the RAM in order. Yeah, exactly. Or not so much all the RAM, but like I think the processor might be more important. Yeah, but RAM more and RAM processing is, power. More RAM is always good. Yeah, and the desktop I have at home in my room, um, I think we got it. Went out in, like, 2016. hmm And, like, my father knows nothing about computers. And back then, I knew nothing about putting computers together. Yeah. It only has eight gigabytes of RAM.
1: Yeah, th- I feel like that's, that's kind of, like, the minimum these days is eight gigs. I mean, I, I used to have, my old computer used to have four. <laughs> so, like, that com- was
0: basically unusable. There are computers on this campus I see to have four. And I'm yeah. just, I just think like that's pitiful.
1: I mean, it, it's usually just for the, it's just the ones that like they're just you like don't edit computers. on them. Yeah, you just pretty much like type on them, and that yeah, you just it. use Word or or like ha- have like one browser open. Yeah, so it's it's not like you know high intensity work being done on yeah. those kind of like, but like
0: with these computers, or at least the ones in there, they have more. Yeah, the ones in the room next to us, I checked, they all have 32 gigs. Mm-hmm. Per machine. And yeah. That's that's so nice. Mm-hmm. For sure. If only I like they have the previous version of the Adobe Suite and I always always keep up to date on my machine, which means the files that work on my computer are not compatible with the ones that have on the machines that have thirty two gigs of RAM.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I can't work on them.
0: <laughs> that sucks. I want to build my own computer someday. I have. In fact, um, did you order a computer from where? Did you get I got theater? it from
1: cyberpower okay and it it basically lets you build it without doing the actual physical building okay like you get to pick everything from like the you know the case to all the hardware
0: cool. whatnot because i um I use this website called pc part oh yeah I've used that before to like I have a save list of like my my custom build that I would want to make someday if I have the cash and yeah time to put it together uh, it's going to have like the best the highest end intel processor mm-hmm. uh, like 64 gigabytes of ram 128 if i can push it mm-hmm. two terabyte m.2 form uh, solid-state dr- hard drive i'm going to put like a 4k blu-ray optical drive in that thing
1: that's yeah that's gonna, a good idea so i can mine doesn't have so i can read
0: and write blu-ray discs and it's going to be cool
1: yes i i, I kind of wish I considered that when I was picking up my p c because mine doesn't have it doesn't have an optical drive at all like most so, people
0: are overlooked at now because they just like it, i mean most it's things become somewhat digitally.
1: obsolete but like at the same time it's also like i i remember i got like some kind of program that I needed to uh like enter in the disk for yeah. And it was then that I realized I was like, wait, I don't nope. even <laughs> I don't have an optical drive. Yeah, like
0: I can't even use this. <laughs> so, that was Or you have to find like a uh, separate accessory optical yeah. drive and plug into your computer yeah. to so I can so I can read it. Mhm. Which
1: I I I haven't done that. I haven't had really a need other than that like one time.
0: Right. Okay, uh we've been going for a while.
1: Yes, yes we have.
0: Uh do you want to keep going or I mean, I don't have an I don't have to go to class for another hour. Um
1: I was going to meet somebody in like half an hour, so I have to like
0: uh, go back to my apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could totally end here. We we've been going going on long enough.
1: Yeah, um, sounds good to
0: me. How does it feel to uh be on a podcast again? Good. I feel famous. <laughs> And um, uh, did you like, you listened back to the other episode when it was released, right? Yeah, and I it did. Was, it was cool?
1: Yeah. Sounded good. Yeah. I mean, I, I only listened to it from my phone speaker, so it's not <laughs> like I had like, you know, You weren't listening to in your car? No, not in my car. I, I had it on my phone speaker when I was listening to it oh, back. Yeah. But from what I heard, it sounded fine. I I hope they sound good. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: uh, thanks for coming on again. Thanks for having me. Cool.